Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Happy Tuesday, lovely people. We have got an amazing guest for you today. We have got Catherine Elliott with us. She is a superstar. I first met Kath uh, on the This Naked Mind coach training. We were in the same cohort. And from the moment I heard her speak, I thought to myself, this lady needs to come on the podcast. She's just so uh, compelling to listen to. So having Kath here, it, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Kath does a lot of work in that space. Okay, She also um, does a lot of work in the alcohol-free coaching space as well. Um, but she has a really powerful story. Um, and I'll share a little bit of that in in a moment but yeah we're just really grateful to have her on so we really hope you get a huge amount from this so just a bit of an intro into Kath uh, and her work and why it is that she does the work that she does Kath works as an alcohol mindset coach based in Melbourne Australia and she's been living alcohol free since July the 1st 2019 On an ordinary morning in August 2019, at age 46, Kath's life was suddenly stripped bare of the superfluous when she discovered a large lump in her breast while getting dressed to race out the door to work. She instinctually knew that something wasn't right and two days later was diagnosed with locally advanced breast cancer. Within a week, she'd been through 15 medical appointments, numerous scans, a small operation and started an intense six-month round of chemotherapy. Kath is passionate about building awareness about the deeper human connection you can achieve through sharing your experience of illness and trauma and how choosing to remain alcohol-free during this period was a catalyst to further healing and growth. As a former binge drinker for over 30 years, Kath coaches from lived experience and believes vulnerability in sharing our own stories is one of the most powerful tools in finding freedom from alcohol. Kath offers a range of tailored coaching offerings, including specific programs for binge drinkers and those who have had a breast cancer diagnosis. She's recently completed peer-to-peer volunteer training and is looking forward to dedicating a couple of days a month to supporting the cancer community. Kath is now living free from cancer and shares her life with her husband, Paul, and their three teenage sons and a beloved cocker spaniel. We're so excited to have her here. Um, Tune in and uh, yeah, look forward to a great episode. Hello, lovely listeners. We have got a super special guest today. We've got Kath Elliott with us, and we're so stoked because me and Ellie have been so excited to get Kath on. Um, every time um, she talks, I get wrapped up in what she's got to say because she's got such an amazing energy. So, Kath, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Yay! Welcome, Kath. Oh, yay, Sam and Ellie. I'm so super stoked to be here. Very, very excited to just to be around both of you and your incredible energy. So thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And we're so aligned with what you've got to say and you've got an amazing story. Um, so, you know, before we dive into that, uh, give us just give us a whistle-stop tour of you and, you know, how you found yourself here and, you know, your, you know, what are you doing at the moment? What's your, what's your mission? Oh, I'm doing so much at the moment. Busy, busy, busy. But I guess... Um, you know, I had a, I've had a hugely transformative and I guess quite traumatic experience in the last two years of my life that have led me to be where I am now. 
And uh, in many ways, I wouldn't change any of what's happened because I am living my, I guess, living my best life. I'm living so actively and I'm so excited about being of service. Uh, I think that is the hugest uh, part of what I'm doing that excites me so much. Uh, Being of service in terms of Uh, contributing to the breast cancer community and also uh, in, uh, you know, my alcohol-free life and spreading the word about, I guess, just how empowering it's been for me. But also, uh, I, I guess in Australia, a lot of people just aren't even aware that choosing an alcohol-free life can be something so incredible. Often it's looked at as something that you are kind of abstaining from or you're in scarcity, right? Whereas for me, it has been completely the opposite. So, I, you know, I've just launched my coaching, my um, alcohol mindset coaching business, and I'm Mm. also about to launch another business that is attached to uh, my breast cancer advocacy work as well called My Breast Friend. And, um, oh, I love wow. it. It's brilliant. Yeah, which is exciting. So it's just been a huge year in so many ways. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. So we've got you really on the wave then. That's fantastic. Um, there's so many parallels there from across, you know, across the pond, you know, a long, long way away from us. And, and yet that whole thing of like, you know, living without alcohol would be scarcity. And, um, you know, this mm. whole podcast, you know, that's why we want you here is about making our lives bigger. And I think your journey I can sense like you I despite some really challenging things you feel like your life is bigger now um so so tell us about that tell us about that journey and and what happened and yeah yeah so interestingly I I decided to stop to really reassess my drinking in a big way um in July 2019. It had been a slow build over many years. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, like many Australian uh, teenagers, started binge drinking in the 80s. And it was just, for me, as I got into my 20s and 30s, there was always a little voice in my head, but I didn't really necessarily address it. I was too nervous too, but I knew there was a problem. Um, I would often black out and behave in really kind of, I guess, embarrassing, shameful ways. I'd regret a lot of stuff. Anyway, it was what everyone did. It was so normalised in Australia and no one even questioned it. In fact, I was idolised for my incredible (laughs) drinking prowess. (laughs) I had (laughs) nicknames, the camel, the fish, all these, you know, I could keep up with the boys. It was like full on. And um, so uh, it it wasn't until, you know, I had kids and I was in my 40s and stuff, I really started to feel this this sickening feeling in my gut about my drinking and mm-hmm. how I just didn't have control and it was a real, yeah, it was just like this bubbling under the surface, really dark shame. It was like this pit of shame that I just kept trying to escape from, but it was always there. And, you know, I'd go for months, uh, you know, when I, you know, I, I guess I would behave in my, in my words, and then I would always end, end up back in, in the pit of some sort of, you know, horrendous, uh, shameful drinking escapade, and I'd wake up and just think, oh, my gosh, this has happened again. And so that was just, that was the cycle I was in for so many years. And in July 
2019, something felt really different. I had this massive shift in my mindset and I just thought I I have to change. I was feeling exhausted. Um, I was really low on energy. My relationship with my husband wasn't in a great place and I just decided to stop trying to stop drinking and I just thought I'm going to say I'm just going to have a break one day at a time. This naked mind came up on my um on my on my phone and I decided to do the live alcohol experiment. And so that started to provide me with all this information and community and then I that's when I had a complete a complete shift. And so I finished July and I thought I didn't feel like drinking and I thought I'm just going to continue to make a choice not to not to drink. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, as in life, I was throwing a massive curveball in the August. I was, um, you know, I've got three boys. I was busy getting ready for work, rushing out the door. At the time, I was working in a, you know, a marketing PR job. And um, I I just stopped. It was like I had this kind of download moment. And I just bought this long kind of floor-to-wall mirror. We'd moved into a new house. And um I thought for some reason, I thought, oh, I'm just going to look at myself in the mirror. And I only had my undies on. And I looked at myself in the mirror and my eyes went straight to my right breast and I could see this dimpling on my breast. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, what's that? And I can remember trying to push it down. And, and then I realised there was actually a really large lump there. And at that point, my heart just sank and Mm -hmm. I knew right then and there that something was really really wrong and within I guess a few days I had a diagnosis of of yeah quite aggressive breast cancer you know I was 46 very fit healthy and active and started you know a a full-on process of chemotherapy for like five months and it, it was then in that I guess even in that time when people were saying to me, oh, well, you can't, you can't stop drinking now. You know, this is like traumatic. You've got to drink and, you know, like, and I remember thinking, you know what, I do. I think I've never been through a really traumatic experience in my life without drinking and this is it. And for whatever reason, I continued to hold on to the fact that, you know, alcohol and cancer maybe not a great great idea Um, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to have a really holistic experience in my healing journey Mm -hmm. and decided that alcohol was not going to be a part of that and then I started to do quite a bit of research into the links between alcohol consumption and breast cancer and that really empowered me to continue to make the decision to choose not to drink through my through my treatment and I can honestly say that I really have never felt like drinking again. It, it just hasn't, it, I haven't had the urge. And uh, I think my life in so many ways has been so much more authentic and meaningful. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when you have a life-changing experience like cancer, mm-hmm. you do really ground into what is important in life, yeah. particularly when you do question your own mortality and what is what is actually what we're here for? You know, we're here for human human connection and mm. connection with ourselves and really understanding what our emotional spectrum is. 
And that has been one of the greatest gifts of giving up drinking is the absolute, I guess, for me, the ability to connect into such a full spectrum of emotion Mm. that was not available to me before. It was like I was on a a numbed out version of it, which Mm. means you feel the lows pretty, you really have to feel the pain, the discomfort of, of what comes up. But then the highs are like the joy and the love, they are just incredible, as you guys probably mm. have experienced yourself. And mm. so, um, yeah, so the cancer experience really, really, really taught me that. And it's now really important for me here in Australia to continue to, I guess, express and make sure that there's more awareness around the yeah. direct links between alcohol consumption and breast cancer. They're actually really quite yeah strong yeah shocking um, people yeah mm. people do not know mm. there's some, no, they, sorry, sorry they, Kath, there's just something something so beautiful in you know everything that you shared there where you talked about a life-changing experience so the the diagnosis being a life-changing experience it's like you had two life-changing experiences so you had like the i'm going alcohol free oh my God, this is actually better. Like after all these years, what a surprise, what a revelation. And then the second life-changing experience, but how that then comes full circle that you talk right up front about wanting to be of service and specifically in those two areas. And you have so much to give in everything, your entire experience, everything that you've amassed there. It's, I just see you as this bright pink beacon of, of light of, of breast cancer awareness light and yeah, yeah. an alcohol free living light it's just it's so wonderful your story is so similar to mine when you were talking about um you know like the, the whole yeah you know I, I could drink with the rest of them and and I were I was in a um I was in a role um in a business that was heavily male dominated I was traveling the world and I was having to keep up with people and it was all about the dinners and, you know, in, in all these different countries and, and you're having to keep up with men that are drinking way beyond like anything that I'd, you know, attempted before. And so, you, you know, you, you're in that space, like, and with my friends, oh, you know, I was kind of like the, the person that everybody partied with. And, you know, there's always the, the war stories of how much we've drank and what's happened, you know, as a result of the, you know, all the antics and that. But that, that point that you described where you said after kids, that is exactly what happened. So after kids, it all changed. And I was drinking very much to relax, to escape at the end of the day because I was so busy, so worn out, so depleted, sleep deprivation, all of that going on. What you described that sickening feeling, and that's exactly what I had. It was like, I'm worried about my health but I don't want to look at this too closely because I don't really want to know how much I am drinking because then I might have to do something about it. And having control in every other area of your life, you know, similar sort. So I was in sales and marketing, you know, very in control of all these other things, but why not this? So for you, and, and, and it's again, like it's this divine intervention from Annie and this naked mind, like it just, a friend of mine must've liked this naked mind at some point. So then I get this sponsored ad and it's a PDF about moderation. And I couldn't, when I read it, when I read that alcohol doesn't relax you, it does the exact opposite. I was like, well, 
fucking hell. <laughs> Been scammed all this time. What the hell's going on? And, 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 but that's the power of changing your beliefs, you know, with hard, fast data facts. Then it, it is like a magic trick. So all of, all of what you were talking about there, it, it's just so relatable. But like I just, when I got chills when you were talking about standing, oh God, I'm about to cry, standing in front of that mirror, um, such a vivid description of like what, you know, it, it's like everything's fine, everything everything's joyful and on this new trajectory. And then it's like everything just comes crashing down. Like what the... Mm. And for you, oh God, for you to have maintained being alcohol free through that, like quite all your friends say, well, this is not the time to give up drinking, Kath. You need it. You need it to get through. And, and you to have the presence of mind and the clarity to be able to see that that was something that you needed to stay strong with and how that has then expanded your life and, and, and no doubt helped with your healing and your recovery. I just think it's, it's the more, I think it's the most inspirational story that I've ever come across. I'm just like, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That is so kind. Do you know what? I think um, it, it's funny when something happens like that in your life, you just, um, <sighs> And I think for me, I have always been a really positive person. I have always been a glass half full. Mm. And even in that most traumatic time, I was so focused on taking out the positive lessons from what this experience was. Uh, And I never, I didn't feel a sense of why me or anything like that, because as we know in life, Shit, things happen to great people all the time. Mm. Life is uncomfortable. It's difficult. Everyone experiences trauma. So for me, that was, it was actually fine. But I thought, how can I use this experience to actually do good in the world? That's mm. what I wanted to do. That came to me very quickly. And it was like this surrender and this acceptance of knowing that I felt really empowered with my own healing, even though I was, you know, I was using Western medicine, chemo and um, other treatments, but I was also very focused on the complementary mm-hmm. therapies and mm-hmm. the energy that I was surrounding myself with and that I was getting from other people. So I had this strong belief that love and human connection, which I mentioned before, are two very powerful, magical healing ingredients. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I wanted to be surrounded by positive energy. And so I I communicated with my family and friends and said, I don't want you to refer to me as sick or unwell. I want you to refer to me as, you know, Kath who has breast cancer because I still saw myself as a healthy, vibrant woman who had breast cancer. And it was, you know, even the language that was used was really important to me because I had this vision of the healthy me that was going to come through the experience. And that was what I was focusing on. And so even all of that was was really important. And being alcohol-free became a really important value I guess for me in that because I when I started to do some research early on about alcohol and breast cancer in Australia 
I realised how much I didn't know and how much I needed to, to start to probably share with, with women, particularly women in my age group who a lot of them were still drinking to excess and binge drinking, not only women in my age group but teenage teenagers who are starting to drink yeah. and binge drink because often that is when quite a lot of this damage is done. And mm. you know, I read quite a lot of information that said, you know, if you've, if you've been a, a heavy drinker in your teen years or binge drinking in your teen years, that can be a precursor to breast cancer, particularly estrogen driven breast cancer, cancer down the track. And you know what, guess what? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so mm. I, um, I, I, I also had this, you know, instinctual belief that my, you know, my breast cancer potentially was caused by my very unhealthy binge drinking habit. And I'm kind of prepared to own that, even though I don't know it for sure, but mm -hmm. it just felt like if I can own that, and there's this lifestyle factor that I'm absolutely changing. That made me feel really empowered moving forward as well with, with my recovery and my, and my health. And, you know, two years, I've just had my two-year cancerversary from when I was diagnosed. And I literally feel healthier and better than I ever have in my entire life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I am living as, you know, it's just, it is, it's incredible. And so that's the other thing, you know, I also, a lot of people feel like a cancer diagnosis is that it then makes your quality of life, you know, really, really difficult. And for some people it absolutely is, but there's also a way to have more, I guess, have more choice, particularly with lifestyle decisions, such as what you put into your body, your choice of alcohol Mm -hmm. exercise lots you know all sorts of other I guess uh, therapies that really yeah help you connect back into yourself mm -hmm. and even going through the pandemic and COVID the slowing down in some ways has been a really important component for me to process my trauma as well mm -hmm. which has been yeah pretty amazing too mm -hmm. sure there's um, a couple of things I'd just like to pick out of that that I just think are wonderful and, and highly relevant. So really recently, um, in fact, just a few weeks ago, we had uh, an episode about radical responsibility. And that is what I hear through and through in, in, in your story. Exactly what I heard as well. Oh, there we go. Exactly um, what I heard. And, and, and this is, I think in that episode, I talked to, I generally in this space, I feel like I come across two types of people, people that are not at the point where they can take radical responsibility and they kind of feel like life is being done to them and it's and it can be very hard to get out of that cycle and we've all been there to some extent um in our, in our lives but there's a very different feeling tone a very different energy around people that regardless of the circumstances their life circumstances are willing to take radical responsibility and change the trajectory of their lives and and I just hear that like in this you, you know in this 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 pink this big pink beacons coming up with this radi radical responsibility shining that's all it. around and the other thing that's highly relevant is too we keep talking to Sam's coined this phrase which is now going to uh, be on all of our merch so we'll get, you, we'll get you a t-shirt and oh, it's please this, it's so you remember the the old wham choose life well our oh, I love wham well there we go <laughs> I did have a crush on George Michael. 
<laughs> there we go. Oh, and Boy George as well as my other 80s crush. Anyway, I digress. The, the T-shirt's going to be Choose Again. And, and it's, it's this idea of, um, you know, you, you can always make a change. You can always, uh, wherever you're at in your journey, you can always make a different choice. And it's having the, the, the presence of mind, the awareness, the, um, the courage to step into that. I and then courage. and then that that's where other things entirely open up but I just like I'm just sitting here like thinking you are my sister from another mister because that whole like when you were talking about um being a really positive person that's that's generally me right so I I, I had a lot of anxiety but I think a lot of that was probably more related to drinking than anything else just because of the way alcohol works with the brain and body but generally I'm like you know a pos- positive glass half full too the thing that I hear most from people around me and, and that I feel very, very proud of is that I, I tend to have this ability to find the gift in things. And so when times are hard and, and I've, I've been very fortunate in that I've not had any kind of health issue or diagnosis such as yours, but I have had other things happen in my life and to be able to find the gift in it. I mean, it's it's just the most transformative experience because it, go, it goes back to being empowered and not feeling that life is being done to you, but you are you're in control of your destiny, and and that just feels so good. Yeah, life is not done to us; it's for us, right? Exactly. Mm. Um, Kath, I just want to say as well, like we need, like we live in a world where the story about alcohol is so thick that, like, once you pop your head out a little bit, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, we don't even have a warning on alcohol that there's like issues here." Like, the story out there is so thick, and that, mm. that we're so blind to this at a societal level that if we don't have people that are ready to take radical responsibility and punch through that filter, like you're doing. Um, this is going to take a long time. And, and in our own small way, hopefully, you know, us coming together in, in, in meetings like this is going to have an impact like, like that because, yeah, like this is it. Like it's, um, it's you turning, you know, pain into purpose and then like making that this, this, this energy that you're, that you're flowing with. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I'm so happy that we've got somewhat, you know, we've got people like you, Kath, that are out there, you know, doing this both in the alcohol-free world and like connecting that to breast cancer and like your advocacy work with that. And, you know, wh- where is that taking you at the moment? What's, um, what's happening with your, your, adv- your sort of like ambassador work for breast cancer awareness and things like that? Yeah, so I've actually just done some training um, with an organisation here in um, in Melbourne called Counterpart. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be like a peer-to-peer support for other women going through breast and gynecological cancers. So that was something for me that was really important. Um, I wanted to be able to give back in that capacity um, when I was going through Uh, my experience it was just so I I got so much hope through talking to other women who had been through a similar experience and although we each of our experiences are always unique just to have someone to listen to you to understand to to give you um you know share their their experience and in some ways it's very much like coaching um Mm -hmm. there are so many parallels between being a peer-to-peer volunteer 
and and a coach because I've just done the training and I was like, this is all the same, the same as the training I've just done with Annie. So I think for me it feels it feels so great that I can give back and do that once every so it, it's like a day a month or something on the phones and um yeah I'm really excited to be doing that and I also do some some work with another organization here in Australia called the BCNA I was an ambassador for one of their their big campaigns last year with my family um which was awesome and um yeah, I'm hoping to do some consumer representative training for them. Um, so that that'll be fantastic, and that I'll be able to have input into, yeah, just issues or policies that come up around cancer. And of mm-hmm. course, for me, one of my most important uh, topics is alcohol and breast cancer. And I'm really, you know, I want to I want to push it. Uh, there's an issue here in Australia because people feel like you're being a bit of a party pooper if you start, you know, talking negatively about alcohol. And, Mm -hmm. of course, people who've had cancer sometimes have a narrative that, you know, they've been through so much, you know, another kind of fear factor about alcohol or, you know, sometimes you just need to enjoy something like a drink when you've been through something like this. So there is a little bit of, I guess, resistance, I think. I've felt it which is okay because um, I, I just feel like it's a slow burn in a way. I've just, um, there's uh, the organisation that I'm doing some work with are doing, um, they're launching a new podcast series and the topic of alcohol wasn't on the table. I've put it on the table and I'm hoping they'll come back and, and say, yeah, well, we will actually dedicate a topic to alcohol and breast cancer. So even if I get that on the table, like that is like that is huge because it's the largest consumer group in Australia. Mm. So for think- a dedicated po- podcast on breast cancer and alcohol would be amazing. It'd be huge. And the thing that's the thing that you've got to offer in that space is really different. Is not the voice of a party pooper. So you so it it wasn't like um, you had a diagnosis and then. Uh, so the, I'll rewind one step. We had a guest, um, a lovely guest called Siobhan, who had a COVID diagnosis. And off the back of the COVID diagnosis, she had um, she ended up with long COVID and lots of health complications, including with her heart, put on various medications, told that she could not drink. And so that kind of, as a very young lady, that kind of sent her into a pit for a month that that's not your story you you didn't go into that pit of self-medicating it's quite the opposite so your going alcohol free is entirely independent of your cancer diagnosis Mm. and so what you found in that opening you've got this really hopeful interesting non-party pooper story where you can really describe to people what it was like to be Um, the vibrant person that you were with alcohol on board, but then the much more vibrant, interesting, clear, healthy person that you uh, became post-alcohol. So I just think there's a a really special story there, which isn't isn't the the old narrative. Because these are tricky subjects, right? So health, and I I always have to tread carefully, whether it's 
in the, the work that Sam and I do together or with clients, because what happens if you scare somebody with, you know, it's like the pictures of um, pictures they put on cigarette packets and things like that. You know, d- does that make you want to stop or do you feel stressed about it and anxious and you just want to, you know, use more yeah. to try and take the bad feeling the away? So what you're offering is a very positive message, lots of positive emotion that people were going to really, really need. Uh, it's, a re- it's a really different angle. I just, I think it's so special, Kath. And for you, I mean, th- this, this is going to affect a lot of people, right? You are going to offer something that doesn't exist currently to a huge, I mean, this is, this is relevant to every woman, right? Mm. A- absolutely. And, you know, the thing that obviously we've learned through our work with this naked mind and coaching is, you know, that it, it is through positive emotion that lasting change is, is created, right? Mm. And so that is where the focus is as well, even as I know so many people come through the cancer experience and they do feel powerless and they do feel quite negative and they feel exhausted. And I guess what I'm wanting to really do is change the focus and say, you know what, they're actually there are some lifestyle factors that can really empower you to make positive changes that can, in fact, change the whole way you live and see things. And so I think for me that really excites me because a lot of people have no idea about about what that potential really is in their life. And, I mean, I, I still feel quite I was thinking the other day I was walking in the park I do a lot of my thinking in the park walking the dog and I was just thinking to myself I cannot believe I never think about alcohol or drinking anymore it literally is so it's just insignificant in my life I would never even think about wanting to have a drink and then I thought and the thing is I've never felt so connected to so much so much creativity energy productivity the incredible community that I've met through this naked mind you know Mm. the like-minded incredible people all over the world none of that I would have had wouldn't have had access to all of that and so then you just think to yourself this it it we're we're part of this incredible movement across the world and that's the other thing that excites me so much because sometimes it is so difficult you feel like in the mainstream world you're pushing you're pushing against what a lot of other people are doing and in a way we are trailblazers with what we're doing and that feels exciting it feels Mm. so exciting because as people in Australia things have changed so much now we have got uh, you know, an alcohol-free bar has opened up in Melbourne. In I the saw last, that, yeah, it popped up on my Yeah, Brunswick feed. Aces. I cool. mean, that is like, I, that just is such joy when you see that and hear that. Mm. And I can go down to my local supermarket now and buy, you know, in like alcohol-free drinks. I mean, I'm not a massive user of those sorts of drinks. Um, it's just, you know, for me it hasn't been something I've really wanted to do, but mm-hmm occasionally when I feel like something special it's it's fantastic that I can access it so the tide is absolutely turning yeah it, and it, it will 
it will yeah. continue to turn if because that thing that you were talking about Kath about how the a lot of people it's like the idea that life could be better without alcohol it's like so alien it's like well the best I could ever hope for is that I stopped drinking but then then I'd be miserable because I know I want to do it so and and the story is so thick and the filter that people have is so strong that there is always a leap of faith required to some extent. Mm. And for some people, that's when the pain gets so much. It's like, okay, the pain of change is overcoming the pain of staying the same. But hopefully if, if we're out telling our stories, we'll inspire some people to take a leap of faith because they trust in us and our journey and they can sense that we're being truthful. Um, it can open the door to people to just make these huge changes. And, and I think, the three of us are lucky to be in the kind of 2%. They always talk about, there's an amazing book by a guy called Andy Cope. I think it's called The Art of Being Brilliant. He talks about the 2% of people that are naturally positive and have that are you, disposition. Are you saying I'm brilliant? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, the art of it's like brilliance, brilliance being like happy, right? And being positive. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like I'm very, I feel really grateful that I'm able to flip things quickly too. Mm. Um, but it for a lot of people, it requires some work, but it's totally doable. And you know, this one thing that is for sure that all of us have experienced is that if you take alcohol out your life and get feeling and get, you know, deep on this journey, then you're available, you're available, like the, your ability to get to that 2% is yes. just exponentially, you know, exactly, yeah. every, every year you're on the planet is getting better and better. And now when I say to people, if someone said to me, you can moderate, you can have your perfect thing. You could, I'm like, keep it. I don't want no, that. Thanks. Like I would, yeah. I wouldn't dream of coming back there yeah um and I sense that in you Kath I, it's amazing I think that's really cool yeah I mean look I think you know moderation is it, it's an interesting question and I know mm. that you know with some of the clients that I've been working with um it it's a question that comes up for a lot of people because a lot of people don't want to stop drinking mm -hmm. but they're in a they're in at this push pull relationship and you know what's been wonderful for me is it's 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 not my you know it's not my responsibility to worry about what they what they choose to do because we all learn these lessons in our mm. own in our own time mm. and for me moderation absolutely didn't work I played around with that little baby for like 20 years and it yeah. didn't work so I feel really comfortable with 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 you know that's not something I would ever I would ever look to, but there are people who who can find a way to moderate their drinking and and it works for them. But um, you know even even now I think about how much more time I spend on the, the energy that I put into other other things mm -hmm. in my life mm -hmm. now that I was spending on thinking about alcohol buying it drinking it recovering from it hiding it you know yeah. wondering if I could drive my kids the next morning because I was probably still drunk yeah. all of these things are no longer part of my makeup and the other thing is our bodies are like going yay I don't have to work through those toxins anymore I now can focus on you know actually doing some other stuff so you feel so good. And even I reckon, you know, like your skin and my eyes are so clear and you do just feel, yeah, it's like your spirit, it changes, doesn't it, when you stop oh, drinking? Like the actual oh. essence of who you are 100%. gets this supercharge and you're like, yeah. you know what, there's nothing better than that. The little buzz I'd get from drinking initially is nothing compared to this 
I guess it's I'd call it the sober supercharge. It's just like it is euphoric. Okay. Yeah, and yeah I, it's a superpower. It's amazing. You've articulated that beautifully, and it's a really good subject to talk about because mm. moderation is such a part. It's such a big part of. I'd say almost everybody's or if not everybody's uh, journey one way or another. And, and, and you're, you're so right. People have to figure it out on their own. That's not as coaches, that's not our responsibility no. to figure it out for them, but we can support them in, in, in that path. Um, f- for me, it's just like, the, it, it's just, I had so little when I was so depleted I had so little energy. I just wanted peace in my life. I just wanted to be happy. I just wanted to be able to parent without this, you know, millstone around my neck. And so when I found all of the benefits of being alcohol free, and just as you alluded to, where I can, I can swap all of that and I can, all of the energy that I've now got for all of the other things to expand my life, I'd have to give that back to thinking about drinking for t- for 20 minutes for 20 minutes worth of feeling a bit tipsy and actually when I did a mindful drink before I stopped entirely I did a mindful drinking exercise I didn't actually like how it made me feel anyway so mm. but, but but you have to you can't tell anybody that people have to have the embodied experience themselves but you've really articulated beautifully what that you know what what's open and, and, and even if that just sparks some interest in somebody to go and do the alcohol experiment mm-hmm. or do their own alcohol experiment or mindfully drink, that's a step in, in, in the direction towards a completely new life. Yeah, I love that. And that's what, you know, that's what I think the message here is. It, it is about, you know, a new relationship with alcohol and that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily quitting drinking forever but if there's something in you that is feeling uneasy or wanting to to do something different there are so many stepping stones you can take and I think even you know mindful drinking but I you know I've been coaching a client recently and you know she hadn't had any alcohol free days for like 13 years since she was last pregnant and we've worked up to getting to a point where she managed to have you know four or five alcohol-free days in a row and for her that felt so empowering and she could feel the benefits even from 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 those and that's 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 a stepping stone so that's one of our stepping stones we've achieved that and then we're you know we're making that kind of a new one for next month Mm. and that's what I love about coaching it's yeah it's so unique and individual for when you're doing one-on-one stuff like that You know, it, there's no failure here. It is all about, you know, your your client leading the way and you kind of just supporting them and 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 cheering them on. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of people don't do this work and they don't they can't they they, just, they don't choose to. So the fact that they're actually in the arena doing the work is a it's, massive. It's win, incredible. Right? And 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 your lady, I'm assuming. Sorry, I'm assuming that she's a lady. That um, yeah. the, your client there that's amassed those first few days you feel like a champ and that's why it's it's great to have a coach that is just you say being the cheerleader to enhance that positive emotion and to keep it going to keep you in momentum because if you if you've drank you know pretty much every day for the that you know that length of time that that is the it's so huge like you can't underestimate it's it's 
God, it's 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 enormous to, to amass a few days alcohol free like that. And then those few days lead on to a week. And then before you know it, it's a couple of weeks. I remember going through the alcohol experiment as a participant. And um, I so I'd really the only time I'd had like a sustained period of time off was pregnancy. And when I got to 10 days, it's like, oh my fucking God, man, how, how the hell have I done this? I've got, I'm in double digits. And it just like took me so, so much by surprise because it had gone from being such a big part of my life because even on the days that I wasn't drinking, I felt deprived and miserable to suddenly it's just like, it's, it's just as you say, Kath, totally insignificant. Don't think about it. I'm thinking, I'm too busy thinking about all this other stuff over here. And, and it's, it's just so transformative and life-changing. Yeah. Mm. This thing of taking your power back is, is that's it. Right. And it's whatever, like you said, Kath, it's not for us to ever impress our belief system onto anyone else. And I, and I'd say to someone, if you feel like that's happening, then, and, and it's not sitting right, then, then feel into that, like be intuitive with it because we all have to have our journey. Um, but for, you know, and it's lovely to know that, you know, different people have different reasons for doing things. What Taking your power back from alcohol will mean a, a different thing to a million different people. But for anyone who is, like we, we can all say, for anyone who is worried that if they did feel like, wow, you know, I, I, I'm going to go completely alcohol free, the message is that it's wonderful. You know, if you do, if, you, if your journey is to moderate, fantastic. If your journey is to take your power back, amazing, all power to you. But if you want to go alcohol free, there's not, it's not this second rate existence, not at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I, look, we don't have a huge amount of time left. Um, I feel like we just, it's just lovely to hear you talking. Is there, is there anything else that is really important that, that you want to say to anyone who might be listening? I guess for, you know, anyone who's listening and is sitting there and, and feeling that they do have a problem with their drinking, just that, you know, you're not alone. We, there are so many millions of people all over the world who struggle with their relationship with alcohol and it, it, it's an addictive substance and there's nothing wrong with any of us for having an issue. And I think, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, I, I'm, I'm a vulnerable person. I, I step into sharing, you know, the difficult bits and, mm-hmm. and the shame and I think one of the most important things I found with my my drinking was eventually just able to open up about some of those shame you know I call it the shame dump and I do it with clients you know let's do a shame dump and you know get out what is there that we're feeling too scared or frightened to tell anyone else and I feel like you know when you release some of that shame that's really sitting in the pit there through a coach or a friend, but often through a coach, that is so incredible. Mm. Shame and the shame festering is so destructive. Mm. And so if anyone is sitting there and has that there, you know, reach out. It's, it's you know, I've just seen so many people change their lives just through even an initial conversation, even if they haven't, continued with you know a long coaching program initial conversation to have a chat um mm. and talk about what's going on because at the end heard. of the day yeah you know it doesn't for me if someone you know wants to enter into a coaching engagement with me that is fantastic but 
but my first port of call is always that I, you know, that I want to, I really just want to help people. So even that first chat that you have, you know, your discovery call or whatever that, you know, that is often amazing for people and really empowering. So take that first step, you know, have a look at this naked mind. Um, It's, you know, it changed my life. Even reading Annie's book. I mean, that was like next level, right? Um, And I think that can change people's lives. Um, And for any women who, you know, are drinking more than three alcohol, you know, more than three standard drinks a week, I would ask the ask you to just rethink, rethink your drinking because, uh, you know, three standard drinks a week increases your risk of, of breast cancer by 15%, and that's significant. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's a, you know, it, it's a sobering number and it is something that we, we do have a choice over. Yeah, and and, and the, the, you just reminded me of something there. When earlier on, when you were talking about um, like this thinking about how, like almost like how lucky you are to be alcohol free, um, even if even if you don't have any kind of health issue or health diagnosis, I, I was I found myself um, a few weeks back contemplating how bloody lucky I am that. I've taken this step of removing alcohol because as you head into your forties, you, you know, you're, you're on your way to perimenopause, right? And it's all this hormonal volatility that you've got to find your work your way through so that you can live a, a full and enjoyable life. And it's really bloody tricky. And so I can't imagine the hell <laughs> I'd be in now if I had alcohol on board, like it just, to me, it doesn't bear thinking about. So I'll often talk to women, especially women that are a little younger than me about like, this is what you're doing now is like a really great preemptive step towards not just being much healthier and more present and taking all the benefits right now, but think about your future. And then what, you know, you're setting yourself up with this really strong foundation for, you know, as, as we age and in, you know, you can't, you can't hold back the tide. This is, we're all going to go through it one way or another. And I'd like to go through it in the, in the most, the least disruptive way possible. Um, so I think that's important to, to bring out. The, the point about community is so interesting because when I signed up for the alcohol experiment, I remember thinking, I'm kind of interested in finding out a bit more about the science. And so that was really, there's, there's no way I'm going in that Facebook group. That's not for me. And literally half a day later, I've been like dragged into this thing. And, and it was my life for a month. The community with those pe- all these like-minded people that you can connect with, that you realise oh no, I'm not so fucking special. I'm just, you know, I'm the same as everybody else. You know, just as you said, there's nothing wrong with any of us. This is an addictive substance that we're dealing with. So there is something so powerful in community. And there are so many, there's the This Naked Mind group, the private, which is a private group. There's the Alcohol Experiment group. There is the Present and Sober podcast group, which everybody's welcome to, to join if you're not in there already. And these conversations are really, really special. And you can have conversations that you don't have with other people in your life. So to that point that you brought up about vulnerability, there is something really powerful in truth telling. And there's this swell, this grand swell around the science that's now coming up around the healing power of truth telling. And I'm so excited because I, 
I, I like all of the woo-woo stuff. I'm, I'm right into the woo-woo, but I also like the science. I've, I've discovered I'm a questioner. And so I like to understand the why and the how, and that's why this naked man was so wonderful for me to come across. So I'm really interested because I kind of feel it viscerally, like I know the power of truth telling from my own experience, from my coaching practice. But I'm really interested in seeing like, let's let's have the data. Let's have the data so we can, you know, really amplify what the possibility is. Uh, yeah, I love that, Ellie. It's so, it's so, so true. And I did a huge amount of going back over when I was going through my healing, my breast cancer experience. I went back over a whole lot of stuff in my life, key relationships um, that I'd had, friendships and romantic relationships, and addressed a whole lot of stuff that yeah. happened. So yeah. I, I, hope, I I would love to write a book about it one day because it was really interesting as a, you know, 46, 47-year-old woman going back to address stuff. And you know what I realised through a lot of this? The role, that the destructive role that alcohol had played in my life and in many relationships and friendships as well that had kind of been a bit of a blind spot to me. Um, and once I was not drinking I could see that this version of myself who was uncomfortable with addressing relationship problems or um, grief or, or difficult situations used alcohol to, to kind of solve those and then would behave in a really, you know, not a great way. And so I wanted to go back and redress some of that stuff. And so that's been really interesting as well. Yeah, you're going to have to write the book now because you've said it. You've put it, out, you've put it out into the universe. This is what happens on this podcast. We say things are going to happen and then that's it. Now. Before you know it, you're wearing a, what was it, Choose Again t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> right, right in your book. That's a, that's a deep journey, Kath. It's so important. And um, it's amazing how much when we go back and do that, we can reauthor things that, that made us feel disempowered and become empowered by them. Um, and, it, and again, it's, it's strange how often it's as simple as choosing to see it differently. And, and that experience of recognizing, wow, I thought alcohol had been a problem for two years. Actually, it's been a problem for 20 um, is really shocking. Um, and it's like, wow, but it's a, it's a deep, beautiful journey. And, and, and I'm so glad you're sharing it. And I'm so glad that you've come on here. I know, and I speak for Ellie as well, I'm sure. Can't wait to have you on again. And it's so nice to have you here in person with your amazing presence, um, just telling your story because it's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. I have so loved talking to both of you. It's just been, oh, like amazing. My heart is singing and you guys are just awesome. And yeah, this is just the beginning really of all of our yeah, journeys. Yeah. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what we all achieve. Um, it's, yeah, it's a big world out there and there's so much to do. It is. And and this is why, like, it's it's been so wonderful to see so many new coaches coming through, right? Because you talked about that movement and, and we are all going to have a, a stronger voice and a presence by, you know, really sticking together and, and working together. So this is a great example of getting together to, to achieve something that is, and this is going to help so many people cast. So I'm just, I'm so thankful to have you here. It's been so enjoyable, so much fun. And I'm so excited to see, like, just as Sam says, when you come back on, you can tell us a little bit yeah. more about, you know, what's what's changed. We'll all be reading your book by then. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's just been wonderful. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Really appreciate it. And thank Kath, you. before we let you go, 
um yeah. you know we're gonna we'll put links to you know your website and any of that stuff in the show notes for people mm-hmm. um but is there anything that you want to put out there now is that you know websites or anywhere where people can find you or how do people reach out yeah sure so um my website is uh the alcohol mindset coach.com and so is my instagram handle at the alcohol mindset coach.com and yeah, for anyone who's had you know an experience with with breast cancer or recovering from, I do have a one-on-one coaching program that is specific to people who've been through breast cancer. So that's just something to highlight. And I also specialize in, I guess, uh, helping binge drinkers as well yeah. who have yeah that because that was my. Um, you know, I guess, you know, my, my drinking persona. Um, and, you know, look, I also help habitual sort of drinkers too. But yeah, I've got, I have got a, I guess, a soft spot for, for women, Gen X women who have had yeah, a problematic relationship with alcohol. But, um, you know, I, I, interestingly, I wasn't, I didn't know whether I'd coach men. I just, I'm not sure. But funnily enough, I've just got my first male client and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. He's like, it, it felt really, really good. So it, anything's possible, you know, don't like, that's the other thing when you're, you know, starting a new business, it, 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 it can evolve into so many different things. So, um, but I just, yeah, I, coaching is just something I'm, I'm so passionate about. I, I, I just love it. It doesn't feel like work to me. It just feels like it's just, yeah, joyous, really um, helping people. It's just amazing. So Amazing, Kath. When, when, when we get you on again, I would love to talk to you about your experience of coaching a male client, and also your your you were talking about your partner and the support that you've had. Um, because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of you know the story out there with men and alcohol is you know it's very interesting to to see the parallels and the differences and talk about those things. Mm-hmm. So I think you may have some really powerful insights because um, it's we haven't spoken about it as much as I would like to have yet. So I think that could be yeah. amazing. Let's do that soon. Cool. yeah that'd be amazing that is actually a really interesting part of of our story and our relationship um Great. that has taken yeah quite an, an interesting turn in the last 12 months so i would love to um love to share that at some point sounds good well we'll schedule it and and look forward to it and you know have a lovely it's uh it's almost bedtime over your way isn't it so have a lovely evening and we will uh talk to you soon amazing Lots of love thanks guys Mwah. Wow, what an amazing story and what an incredible person. It's uh, it's a privilege to have sat for that time and had a, had a chat with Kath there. So, you know, all of those awesome things, we're going to link them down below. Um, we're going to link you to Kath's website um, and all of the different things that she spoke about there. Um, and yeah, please do reach out to her if there's, there's anything from this you know episode that's uh, really resonated with you or something that you'd like to talk to, talk to someone about, then, you know, she's there. She's there for you to reach. So please do reach out to her. Okay. Have an absolutely amazing week. Um, please do come and join the Facebook group. We're getting um, it's getting cool in there. It's getting busy. Lots of cool things going on. We're going to have a, some more live Q and A's coming up very very soon, and some really exciting things being planned behind the scenes for present and sober as we go forwards, which we're very excited to share with you over the upcoming weeks and months. Have an amazing week, and see you next Tuesday. <laughs>